following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And this Thursday night, it's all about NFL opening night. The NFL is back with the Lions and the Chiefs. And the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking up new customers with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. All you have to do is use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get set to get in on the action. Lions at the Chiefs, the NFL kickoff game on Thursday night. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? Happy Labor Day to everybody all across this great state. We are live. It's NFL kickoff week. People are going, why are you going into work? I'm like, man, we are just a little over 72 hours from the Lions and the Chiefs at Arrowhead on Thursday night. We are live. 19 radio stations for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. You can listen to the free stream. Weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. I will deliver huge opinions on Michigan State's nice second half comeback against Central. At halftime, the Spartan fans were going crazy. I think at the end of the first quarter, I said a poor coached football team, poorly coached. Oh, man. And then no one said anything then. But the second half, when they pulled away, they're like, yo, Homer, yo, a Michigan Homer. Even Superfly, probably hanging out with one of his 19 sisters, borderline witch cult, he said, go green, go white. But he didn't say that until fourth quarter. He didn't say that the first two quarters. Oh, y'all are Michigan homer, huge. No, I'm not. That first half was god-awful at home for Michigan State. And I'm telling you, no matter who you are, no matter where you follow Michigan State, if you're listening across our state, in the country, if you're in Zimbabwe just on a mission, that was god-awful football. And they got it together. I give them credit. And then Michigan, fabulous first half, and just going through the motions in the second half minus hardball. Now, I thought it was cool that J.J. McCarthy wore the free Harbaugh shirt and then they did the line and they held up four for Harbaugh Mandela and 
everyone's talking about free Harbaugh. And after a while, I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't Michigan self-impose a suspension? Didn't their, their own university where they were playing on Saturday at the big house on the campus of the University of Michigan, they self-imposed the penalty. And it kind of hit me late. I'm like, whoa, the free Harbaugh shirts don't cut it. And the little, come on, everybody, choo-choo, ride the train, choo-choo. Holding up four. He'll be there for the fourth game. There you go, number four. You know what we're going to do after the game? We're going to break you out. We got a cake with a file in it. I thought it was cool that, you know, when they stand up for their coach, that says something about unity. But when they when they did the line, and as the game goes along, and they held up four, I'm like, whoa, NCAA didn't suspend Harbaugh. The University of Michigan did. So what it should have been instead of four was the bird to the administrative offices. And it looks like they're going to salute Coach Harbaugh. Oh, the wrath of pain he's enduring. Wait a minute. The university had a self-imposed suspension. And J.J. McCarthy looked great. He did. Michigan will be fine. They went through the motion after the first half. They did that a lot last year. Almost bit him in the behind against Illinois. But Harbaugh's still running the show, even though he watched it. Hey, Sharon, can I come over and watch the game? I brought some of those pigs in the blanket with sweet barbecue sauce. Jim, are you still in the bathroom? What's going on? <laughs> What's this free Harbaugh stuff? I I kind of liked it because I thought it was cool, the team sticking up for him. But after they did the choo-choo line with the four, hmm, there still is a side of me that doesn't like the fact that they, you know, you watch Florida State last night. Oh, yeah, Michigan State couldn't have used Keon Coleman, could they? It's, you know, three touchdowns, 122 yards for Florida State, a team now who may run the table and play in the college football playoff after the 31-point second half when Brian Kelly knows you. And... Oh, I'm Brian Beauregard Kelly. At halftime, we were leading. I was drinking Mama's sweet tea. And in the second half, oh, Florida stayed. The ghost of Bobby Bowden came up and just bit me right in my chaps. Keon Coleman, Peyton Thorne for Auburn. If any of you Michigan State fans... Tell me, oh, we didn't need him. Or Mel Tucker saying he's happy for Keon Coleman. Yeah, I recruited him. We stay in touch. Then how did, if you're so close to him, how did you keep him in East Lansing? Yeah, he's a good kid. We stay in touch. I know the family. We barbecued on Saturday. If if Keon Coleman was so close to you, Mel, why did he leave your program? And don't tell me money. State has big boosters, NIL. They could have matched any deal. You know why? 
Keon Coleman wanted to go play for a good team. And already, guess what? Keon Coleman, everybody's talking about the dude because he was on primetime TV last night. Michigan State fans are acting like beating CMU. They're on equal playing ground with Michigan because they're both both want to know. Oh, do you see the standings? Look at that. We'll want to know. They'll want to know. Well, equal. Oh, did you see Michigan in the second half? That's like a bad first half. So one bad half by them, one bad half by us. Guess what? We're even. And then some of my tweets made the message boards for Michigan State, which is kind of like getting on the Michigan Prison Network. Here we go. I stopped looking at it. A lot of people went to the alphabet on those tweets. I can I can go through the alphabet if you want to. What was really correlating to the huge show tweets? A, B, C, M, F, F. I'll take a U. Um, I'll take an S with brains, and I'd like four, uh, Pat, can I solve the puzzle? <laughs> oh, God, the people are just insane. So I deal with that Friday night into Saturday morning. I watch Michigan. Stop by Russ Ortiz's weekly Michigan football garage party. It's awesome. Then I watch college football all day. It's so good to have it back, right? Ohio State looked average. But again, who's showing a lot against Indiana? And then I get to Sunday, Superfly. And like I told everybody on the show last Friday, I wake up Sunday morning and I drive over to American Dunes Golf Club in Grand Haven, the birthplace of the Folds of Honor mission to help the children of men and women injured and killed in combat. And I'm going to play in the Folds of Honor Collegiate Am, which is kind of like a pro-am on other golf circuits. And you have 18 teams from across America, some of the best college teams and golfers in this state, Grand Valley State qualified. You get Michigan State is in it. I saw Austin Mikoff on the scoreboard. And then you go down the list, and you're like, this is a pretty cool golf event. So I get over there, and you know I'm going to check in. I get there early, which I like to in any pro-ams I play in. And I see, oh, I see Notre Dame, I see Navy, I see their vans you know, in the parking lot, right? You see ND, you know, teams like Arizona, Oregon State had to fly in. I see little John Daly, John Daly's son. And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, that is awesome. I mean, he's putting. And then I'm I'm talking, I meet listeners who are going to play in the collegiate AM, which is a day before yesterday was the tournament started today, and it's underway. It'll be on Golf Channel 4 until 7 p.m. from Grand Haven, Michigan, today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. 
you see all the teams wearing their colors, right? Michigan State in the green and white. Michigan State fans that live by the course are setting up tables. They got the Spartan Fight song playing. It was such a great environment. And I had a really cool team. Had the father of one of the Army golf coaches, known as Gru. Him and his wife were there. Gru was in his mid-60s out of Wisconsin, so proud of his son coaching at Army. And the meaning with Folds of Honor and helping military and first responders and everybody. And Nathan, who's a Folds of Honor national member. Had Ty Duncan out of Texas, who was married to the first graduate of any college from the Folds of Honor scholarship program. Everything was beautiful. So I'm getting set. I'm grabbing. I run into Chuck Cox from Northern Jet Management. He was there. Always good to see Chuck. And I'm sitting Superfly at the bar. And Scott Tolley, who is Jack Nicholas's right-hand guy who invited me to this event, comes walking by, and I'm talking to some listeners, I think a police officer from Holland and some guys from Titleist. Uh, and I see Scott walk by, and I think it's the waitress or bartender asking me if I want anything. I said, no, I'm good right now. Well, Scott Tolley had asked me if I want to meet Jack Nicholas. And I went, no, I'm good right now. And he kind of stopped. I turned to my right. I look, I see him. I go, oh, Scott. And there's Dan Rooney and Jack Nicholas, the Jack Nicholas. And I had my hand up saying, I'm good. And they're all standing there like, is this, you know, are, are we waiting for the punchline? And I go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I thought you were the bartender asking about, you know, do I need another you know, Diet Coke, right? And I, 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 they walk outside. I walk outside with them. I go, oh, so nice to meet you. And <laughs> Glenn uh, Greenspan, the, the PR guy, is standing there as a photographer. I, I meet Jack. And they go, I, we, uh, Scott goes, I want to introduce you to Bill Simonson, huge show across Michigan. He's been there from the start with Dan with Folds of Honor. And it's, First thing with Jack Nicholas, he's shorter. It always happens every time you meet somebody famous. They seem to be smaller, but he's bigger than life. And I go, nice to meet you, sir. And uh, all of a sudden, a photographer goes, can I get a photo like paparazzi? And I'm like, yeah, you bet. Put his arm around him, send it out. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, my new friend Jack. So then he walks away. They call me over for something. I run into Jack again. And I'm standing there, and Jack Nicholas goes, Hey, are you going to come take the team photo or what? Uh, yeah, well, I got there, and, and so I, 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 I'm going to stand on the end. I want Jack to be in the middle. He goes, No, I'll stand next to you. Or I'll stand next to both of you, he says, and he gets a laugh out of everybody, right? I go, Okay, Jack, you're going to go there? Really? And hey, don't go there right now. We take the team photo, and then uh, we get out on the 18-hole layout and at American Dunes and just have one of the greatest days of golf I've ever had because there's so much meaning when you go to American Dunes, connected to Folds of Honor. And they take care of you. It was a beautiful day. Playing with an Army cadet who his goal is to be a leader in field artillery. And I was talking to him, you understand, you go into battles, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm here to serve my country. He's out of Georgia. And I'm like, 
Mm, how old are you? I'm 20. And I'm thinking, you know what? We, we talk so much about a generation. We're worried about phones and TikTok and everything. And this dude, like the other men and women at West Point, the Naval Academy was there, Air Force. It's like goosebump stuff. Like, yeah, let's go. And every time I told him he would make a birdie putt, I would chant USA, USA. I only chanted twice. So we get done. I see Jack again. He says, hi, Bill. He's met me like twice. Like he says, hi, Bill. And there's like 20 people there. And I'm like, hey, Jack. Okay. Good to see you. So then I walk by and all of a sudden he's standing right there. He goes, Bill, you enjoying this day? I go, you bet, sir. And I go, man, Ohio State's got to get a quarterback. He goes, yeah, I know. And I watched a game yesterday, he says, and he goes, we got to get a quarterback. I go, your defense is okay. Your defense is better than last year. We got to get a quarterback. He goes, yeah. So then they go off to a program, uh, and Ty Duncan's wife, Hannah, tells a story of losing her father and what Folds of Honor did, and she saw his plaque in the memorial walkway for the first time yesterday. Saw the plaque of her father where he is honored forever, and she told that story that I know for eternity that if I want to see my father and what he meant to others, I will come here to Grand Haven, Michigan. Oh, and then Jack, they surprised Jack, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, the founder of Folds of Honor. They are going to endow 13 scholarships every year to the Ohio State University in the name of Jack and Barbara Nicholas. And you know what? The rivalry, the lines there weren't blurred. They were gone. And they give the mic to Jack, and he chokes up talking about what his country, what his family, what his dad did to introduce him to the game of golf at the age of 10. And he's choking up, Jack Nicholas. I look, I see the Army, the Air Force, the Navy military academies. I see Arizona, Little John Daly, Arkansas, Michigan State, Grand Valley State. The sponsors, the people who are part of Folds of Honor. And we're all there for this really unique, historic day in my mind. And I felt so honored and privileged, as I told Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney when I pulled out of American Dunes, that you, you brought me along for this ride. Yeah, I know I've promoted it, and I was there when you had this idea, but it's you. And so our lunch at Snug Harbor in spring of 2006 where you said, Dan Rooney, I have a calling to help those children when he saw Brock Buckland's child standing on the side of that plane at Kent County, now Gerald R. Ford International Airport. Over $200 million later, over 50,000 scholarships. And I'm looking at the place where we held that first event in 2006, had 16 four-person teams. I did the huge show across Michigan. I talked to Dan afterwards having a beer, 
And he says, I got to do something bigger. I go, your heart's in the right place. You'll be fine. And I'm sitting there honoring heroes, listening to Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney and Jack Nicholas tearing up, overcome with emotion for his family, his country, his school, and the game of golf. Doug Bell, when I was leaving, who is a GM, an American dude, said, Bill, have you ever had a better day at a golf course? I said, no. I said, outside of anything connected to my children and my family, it was the best day ever. And I posted that photo, me and my friend Jack. What do people do at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook? Oh, he's not your friend. He's not your friend. He is not your friend. So then before, I think the night's over. There is Grace from the runner-up for The Voice did like a 45-minute show. I mean, this, this day's not going to end. I said goodbye five times. I'm thinking, this is it. Oh, it's over. I'm going, oh, wait, there's something else. Can't leave. Oh, wait, hold on. She's singing. Can't go. Oh, hold on. They're doing a presentation to Jack. Can't go. And then uh, I'm leaving. I see Dan Rooney, his 10-year-old daughter, uh, his wife. You know, they live down outside of Tulsa. I said, hey, I'm going. He goes, oh, you're not going to watch the drone show. And I'm like, there's more? So it's dark. It's, you know, 9, 930. And we walk outside and everybody's standing there. And all of a sudden I hear this. If we look to the answer... As to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bello Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Pork Chop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. 
on the flyleaf under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. So that was the beginning, and you see the drone show going up. And they do a fabulous presentation, and Superfly goes, did you videotape? But I said, no. I had waterworks going down my cheeks. That patriotism is not lost in America, no matter what the social networks or the media try and tell you. And for about 15 minutes, just a fabulous drone show that brought humor, up-tempo music, Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore, connected to golf, really God, country, and golf, and then ended for all of us after a spectacular day at American Dunes on the eve of the Folds of Honor Collegiate Cup with all the proceeds going to help the children of our heroes. We all stood and cheered, and they just had one more message. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Where the flag still stands for freedom and they can't take that away.
Celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. 
Go Bowling for Bucks to win premium play prizes that are right up your alley. Drawings are every Friday in September from 7 to 11 p.m. And one lucky winner every hour strikes up to $3,000 premium play. Roll the ball and hit your lucky strike with Bowling for Bucks. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups and get in on the action. NFL kickoff game. Lions at the Chiefs Thursday night. Just download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use promo code HUGE. Let's go talk to Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com. Get his thoughts on Game 1, minus Harbaugh and Sharon Moore. Wolverines 1-0, first half fantastic, second half just going through the motions. How you doing, Chris? Good, Bill. Thanks for having me, buddy. Hey, uh, so what did you expect? Uh, then at halftime, what are you thinking and when the game ended? Yeah, I, you know what? Pretty much this. I thought they'd score a little bit more, but I think the game went a little bit faster. They had fewer plays thanks to the new rules and Got stopped down there at the goal line with a couple of a uh, couple of bad plays that I think uh, I don't think Donovan Edwards is the back that you're going to use down there against a better team. Uh, really, Blake Corm or, or maybe even Kalel Mullings. But um, overall, solid. I thought the defense was outstanding. They were stifling, and uh, the run defense was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, I thought that ECU's game plan was outstanding too. I thought they they came downhill kind of like TCU did last year and filled the gaps and. Uh, Michigan adjusted quickly, uh, leaned on J.J. McCarthy, who really one of the best quarterbacking uh, performances I've seen in a Michigan uniform uh, since I've been covering this team. So uh, granted, the competition will get better, but he was on the money with his throws, his confidence. Um, it is what it is. A little bit worried about the kicking game, I think, and uh, the offensive line is still a bit of a work in progress, but overall pretty solid win. And McCarthy looked really good. He, he he really did. And again, it's East Carolina. Yeah, they loaded up the box. The running game never got going. But I think if I'm a coach coming in and I'm looking at you know McCarthy's slow start against TCU, and granted, a college football Final Four is bigger than East Carolina at Michigan. Uh, but I, I looked at this game that they were going to force McCarthy to throw the ball to beat them. He did. And Michigan moves on and they get a W. Yeah, and asked Mike Hart about that today, Michigan's run game coordinator, and he said, you know, there were times that they, they were in zero defense most of the game and bringing the safeties right up to the line of scrimmage, and he said those guys were getting the ball and the, and the safeties were about a yard away. So uh, he said we had to adjust, and we did. And as Blake Quorum said after the game, he said, you know, he had 71 yards, I think it was, or 73, and still averaged about 6.6 yards per carry. And he said, it's not about me, it's about us, and if they want to – if they want to take us out of the game, then we got a guy here who's proving, proving that he can get the job done. And uh, just you know, the calm, the, the the poise that he showed in the pocket, and uh, you know, you can learn some things against against weaker competition. Uh, a couple of things that I learned, McCarthy, I thought really felt the felt the pocket better, uh, and his throws were on the money. He had some contested throws and in the tight windows, as Jim Harbaugh said today, that were really impressive. So. I looked like an NFL quarterback, frankly, which is what he's going to be eventually. So 
Uh, again, a good start. And then they played the, the backups and the threes and the fours for the entire fourth quarter. So that's what you're going to want to do as well. Get uh, rest some of your guys, and especially McCarthy. You can't afford to get him hurt. And Harbaugh, if I read the Wolverine.com story right, he went to Moore's house and they watched a <laughs> the game. Yes, their own Moore, Michigan's offensive coordinator. He said they had sandwiches and uh uh, he said he woke up in that morning, and, and, and he said uh, Sharon Moore invited him over, and that's what they did. So um, the good news, you know what, uh, two things. It, it's different when you don't have your position coach there for the offensive line. Everybody's talking about the offensive line, and you know they rotated the, the offensive tackles, and they're going to do a little bit more uh, rotating this week and the following week as well, UNLV and Bowling Green games. But not having Sharon Moore there, I think, hurt them a little bit. You can tell that the uh, – the cohesion wasn't quite there. And as Mike Hart said again, he said, you know, there was one guy here, one guy there. Otherwise, we would have run the ball anyway. He said well, a missed assignment here or a missed assignment there that they expect to clean up. So I think you'll see the running game be a little bit better in uh, against UNLV as well. But, yeah, Harbaugh was happy for his guys. And uh, this week it'll be Jay Harbaugh and Mike Hart getting the nod as the, uh, as the head coaches for half of the game. By the way, uh, Harbaugh in his weekly presser did say – uh, the job of a head coach on game day is to be the, quote, guardian of victory, which Harbaugh has signed a five-picture deal with Marvel movies uh, for <laughs> guardians of the victories. And then he added uh, a line that's been all over Twitter this afternoon. There's no offense. There's no defense. There's a we fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know what? It was um, a lot of people upset about the pass rush too. I want to talk about that for a second because uh, you know, but they really uh, ECU was getting rid of the ball quickly, and um, so that's something we're going to look forward to as well next week. Bill, see if they can generate a little bit more. But uh, that interior defensive line, I know, had been working on that. We expected a little bit more of them. Yeah, we'll see what happens this week. So, uh, you know, when he said we fence, that there's no offense, there's no defense. I've never heard that phrase ever, ever in my, you know, 32 years of doing a talk show in my entire life. Uh, What do you mean by we fence? Is that team? Um, Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the no-star defense. And uh, they were down a couple guys, too. Rod Moore didn't play at safety. uh, And Will Johnson, their elite cornerback. So, but, you know, they rely on everybody. And I thought, uh, for the most part, uh, the young guys stepped up and played really well. Keon Sab at safety. Josh Wallace at corner um, was outstanding coming over from UMass. A little bit bigger than I thought he would be, honestly, uh, but very sticky in coverage. So, um, But that's the one thing that they don't care who gets the credit. Uh, they all talk about that. They were upset that they didn't get the sacks, but only from the standpoint that uh, – you know, they want it as a team. They aren't trying to pad their stats. Same thing that Blake Corum said about the running game. He said, we don't care. So uh, he wanted to make it clear that uh, these guys are all on the same page, all about one thing, and that's winning. And he also made it clear that it was just one game, and they've got a long way to go. But uh, very pleased with what he saw on Saturday. Last year, we all complained all September. He's not showing anything. Where's the blitz packages? Why aren't they throwing deep? You know, look how the season ended up at least winning – uh, the Big Ten winning at Ohio State. So I'll, I guess I'll reserve judgment until you get to some games that mean something. And based on what I've seen from the Big Ten, Penn State didn't look spectacular at home. And again, we're talking about new quarterbacks in a lot of places. 
or a lack of offensive weapons, Ohio State at Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota, not a lot of offense. Uh, you know, Michigan State, you know, halftime, it's 10-7. You're wondering what's going on. Purdue gets beat by uh, Fresno State, paid them a million and a half bucks to come to West Lafayette and beat them. Uh, there's nothing offensively. Cade McNamara looked good in the first half uh, for Iowa, but I'm trying to think uh, where the wild offense in Wisconsin struggled against Buffalo. I, You know, it's obvious Michigan is the best team. Uh, but you're not going to show everything against East Carolina. You get UNLV, you get Bowling Green, you get Rutgers, uh, who look decent against a Northwestern team that looks like they've quit on the university. Uh, until we get to at least Rutgers, I have to reserve judgment. Yeah, and you do it. It's one game. I thought Drew Ellar looked really good for Penn State, and I thought that was the big question mark. And he looked poised. He throws a great ball. So uh, their defense looked a little bit leaky against the run. And We'll see if they change it up. It's going to be a harder game there, Bill, and that's the one I predicted them to lose. But Ohio State looked uh, certainly looked mortal uh, offensively. They aren't going to be what they have been in the past, but their defense looked better. Let's see how inept Indiana really is or if uh, if Ohio State's defense has really improved. But their offensive line was really bad. So uh, there will be games. Uh, Nebraska, for example, it's going to be interesting to see Nebraska and Colorado. I thought their defense was aggressive. That's not a good football team, especially offensively, but I thought that they were aggressive defensively, so that could be tricky when you go on the road. But overall, it's going to take a couple of games for us to know what all these teams really have. Michigan State-Washington, for example, I think will be a telling game, and um, Ohio State at Notre Dame in a couple of weeks. So, But for Michigan, we won't know probably until they go to Nebraska, maybe even after that, Bill, what this Michigan team really is. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, his latest podcast at the Wolverine.com with Doug Skeen on Michigan football uh, is up. Chris, appreciate the update. We'll talk later in the week and look ahead to UNLV. You bet. Thanks, Bill. All right, Chris Ballas, check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Our Budweiser Folds of Honor, huge question of the day. Your first impressions on Michigan and Michigan State. You can join us at one 838 4843, that's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan, a Michigan-based bank with local decision makers throughout the state. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Pure Bar on the Blue Bridge, where you can experience a unique Pure Bar class taught by world-class instructors on Grand Rapids' iconic Blue Bridge. Check-in begins on Wednesday, September 6th at 7 p.m. The class will start at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are 25 bucks, and all proceeds from the event support Van Andel Institute's biomedical research and education activities. Wednesday, September 6th is the date. Get more information at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. Get in on the NFL action that kicks off on Thursday night with the Lions at the Chiefs. Always use code HUGE after you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and hit the sign up button. We are looking for first impressions on Michigan and Michigan State football out of game one, from you, the fans, you can join us, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, all that on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Now, if you miss any HUGE opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcast are free. And we are everywhere. Just search The HUGE Show where you download podcast and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.